0: Welcome to the Work Redefined podcast, where we believe your employees are your company's most valuable asset. My name is Grace Lang, and I am your host. We are all navigating uncharted waters and need to bridge the generational gap. For the first time in history, there are now five generations in the workforce who all view the world differently. Join us as we learn the best ways to keep your employees engaged and explore the new world of work with our nation's best leaders. Our motto is better work, better world. Now, our podcast can only run with your support. So if you want to continue to hear our great stories from leaders all over the U.S., please support us. we are so excited you are here for our first ever podcast, and we are so grateful to have you all and grateful for all of your support. And Kelsey and I are your hosts of this leadership podcast, and Kelsey here is the founder of the Burnout Prevention Project, and I'm the founder of the Work Redefined podcast, and together we just believe that we can bring some great, great dialogue around people challenges in the workplace, and from a very diverse background. So Kelsey, I would love for you to introduce yourself and talk a little bit about what you do and why you started the Burnout Prevention Project, and what what makes you so passionate about everything that you're doing? Absolutely. Well, I think it starts back from when I
1: was a recruiter, and I spent thousands of hours interviewing thousands of people. Um, I interviewed over 2,000 people in a short amount of time and spent probably an hour with each person on average. And what I found is after a while, every single conversation started to sound like a broken record. Mm -hmm. So everyone that I talked to, all of a sudden I was recognizing that they would lean in halfway through their interview and say, I'm just feeling really burned out, or I just, I'm not jiving with my team or with my manager. And so I have this huge passion for helping individuals find fulfillment in their jobs. But even more than that, I think let's go to the root of the problem. Let's actually start with the employers and help the employers learn how to have transparent conversations so that they can retain their talent. And it's really interesting. I know, Grace, we were talking about this. This is the first time ever that we've had five generations mm-hmm. in the workforce. It's crazy. And so employers are having to pivot. I think that's the word
0: of the year. Yeah, they're having to
1: pivot for every employee in a different way in order to meet that employee's needs. Mm-hmm.
0: Like tailoring their work or tailoring their leadership in so many different ways, because there's so many different, I don't say kinds of people, but different ages and work types. So yeah, it's very interesting.
1: Well, and I was even talking to a couple of leaders recently and they were mentioning that they are going to, they're trying to do some employee trips and team building for their employees. And yet they've still had a couple of people complain and say, why are you spending money to do this team building stuff on me? I'd rather just get a bonus. Mm-hmm. And so just little things like that, where it's how do you navigate catering to the different needs of different individuals? Mm-hmm. Um,
0: And ultimately retain your talent. Mm -hmm. As we know, we're in the great, great resignation. So how do we keep keep people?
1: Yeah, well, Grace, that's a great point that you bring up. We are in the great resignation, which if, if you haven't heard of what this is, they are calling this era the great resignation because so many people are leaving their jobs. And so, not only are people recognizing, "Hey, I might be able to find a more fulfilling role elsewhere," uh, but it's also costing companies a lot of money. Mm
0: -hmm. I think. What is
1: the stat, Grace? How much does it cost
0: per employee that leaves a business? I think what, like an average of thirteen thousand. Yeah, something like that, at least.
1: That's crazy. Minimum thirteen thousand dollars per employee that leaves your company. So, if you have ten employees that leave, that's you know $130,000 minimum that you're losing from all that time training them and the time invested and then also the time that it'll take to recruit them too. It's crazy. It's dumb. Yeah. So anyways, <laughs> we uh Grace, why don't you tell us a little bit more about you and your background and why
0: we're sitting together here today? Yeah. So as we mentioned before, Kelsey's the founder of the burnout prevention project, but I have the wonderful opportunity of like working along with Kelsey and I have my own consulting company and I'm doing all of the above marketing consulting and I'm helping Kelsey on the background stuff but also I'm passionate about having conversations about stuff like this and learning about employee engagement and culture. And just from a background of a couple jobs and like internships, I've really learned what I don't like and what I know is not good about the workplace. And what I think should be changed, and I'm very passionate about. You know, the there's the statistic that we all work like ninety thousand hours in our lifetime, and, might
1: be
0: and in I think it's in a lifetime ninety thousand hours. I don't, oh, I think, I don't know. I don't know. Let's let's talk about that. Three hundred sixty-five. I don't. Whatever. Yeah, we there's, work a lot. Of, <laughs> we work a lot of hours in our yeah, lifetime.
1: A third of your life. Yeah. So you can so, think of it as most people live to be what 80s. So you're spending at least or 80 or 90. or spending mm-hmm. at least 30 years of your life just at work. Just at work.
0: So <laughs> well, exactly. So we've yeah, let's say we spend a lot of time at work. Anyway, <laughs> <need> check, <laughs> check on that statistic. Check on that. Well, and I just that statistic, whatever that number is, it's a lot. <laughs> um, it's crazy because why shouldn't we enjoy going to work? And I get so almost frustrated when people are like getting burnt out and they just hate their jobs. So like I have friends that say, Oh, like I just wish it was like this. I wish it was like this. Well, it's like we don't deserve to go to work and hate work. We work so much we should enjoy that part of our life. So that's why I'm here. And that's why I'm excited to be like have these conversations with a bunch of leaders and um excited to have Kelsey. With me, so well, and it's
1: so fun, Grace. We have such a fun time working together. And we, for those of you who are just listening in, uh, you can't see this, but we are actually <laughs> matching today, and this was on accident. Uh, so Grace and I have spent so much time studying burnout and how to prevent it, and studying mm-hmm. people problems in the workplace and how to how to recruit better talent how to retain talent we've spent so much time together that we're
0: starting to dress the same yeah i think we're starting to dress the same talk the same think the same but uh, yeah you can you you've been reading my mind lately a mm-hmm. lot more too so
1: oh boy it's crazy it's crazy <laughs> See, there we, go. we just said the same thing.
0: Um, well kelsey i have like a couple of questions i just want to ask you and just to hear your opinion on a couple of things so i guess the first thing is when we talk about professional and development employee engagement and all this stuff that everyone's trying to navigate and figure out in the workforce and leaders are like, what now we're in this weird virtual half people working at home, half, well, whatever, whatever, but how, how can companies really actually like invest in their employees for the personal and professional development? Like what, what actually matters? And like, what, what's your opinion on how much and how much and what, how should they invest?
1: Yeah, so that's a really tricky question, Grace, but I absolutely love it. So what I'm finding is, first and foremost, this is going to sound very elementary, but you actually have to ask your employees what they want. You have Mm -hmm. to start off by having those conversations from the get-go, and I'll give you an example. I work with a small team of five And the company that they're actually a part of is this huge company. And every year there's this great conference with amazing speakers. And it's just Mm -hmm. this, I've been, I actually used to work there and it was a total blast. And so what the leader is struggling with is this individual cannot send every single employee on their team to this annual conference. They actually Mm -hmm. can only send one or two because it's expensive to send them there. And so this leader was so frustrated or upset with with themselves because they were thinking, gosh, the other people on my team are gonna feel so left out if I can only send one person to the conference. Well, the funny thing is, is uh this leader went back and talked to the other people and they said, Oh, I don't care about that stuff. That's fine. What I really would want is mm-hmm. to be able to get this certification or to be able to go to this training that is in town next week. Or, you know, there are so many different ways that we can that our cups can be filled. For me, I was all about send me to the conferences, send mm-hmm. me to the speakers. I want to go to those things, but for other people, it might just be allowing them an additional certification or different ways to grow. Would mm-hmm. you
0: agree, Grace? I would totally agree. I just was thinking like, it's so funny. Communication. We always talk about like in relationships, like personal relationships, communication is key. Communication is key. When it's like in work, we know that it's key, but are we asked what, what questions are the right things to ask? I feel like, yes. And you know, like when you're asking, What do you actually want at work, you know, Mm -hmm. and that brings me like made me think of an example of another company that, you know, when you're thinking about how to reward your employees, it's Mm -hmm. like, do you just give them $500 to go buy whatever they want for Christmas? Or do you do a company workshop or do something like that? Like, what do they actually want? And it might oftentimes, I think, be different than what you what you want, because if you're the HR person or the leader making that decision, you probably have a different personality.
1: Yeah. Well, and that's the frustration that I'm hearing from a lot of leaders Mm -hmm. is I'm planning this team building event, but some of the employees are mad and they just want a bonus instead. And Mm -hmm. so I think as employees, we have to know that our leaders are going to try to appease to us in different ways. But then as the leader, you also have to navigate, how do I try to keep everyone happy? But if, if I can't make everyone happy, how can I at least make sure
0: it's fair? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It all goes back to really just asking, Mm -hmm. like just asking what people want. And maybe that's in, and I think something, this might go off on a little tangent, but you know, when, when do you ask that question?
1: Mm.
0: Like when, is it right when someone gets hired? What do you like, or maybe you have some insight on that? Like when, when is the right time to ask? And is it like, just around like holidays and like people get bonuses or like, is that an annual review or, you know, like when do you have that conversation or is it, should it be always happening?
1: So that's a good question. Um, and I'm going to touch on the annual review comment first. I think annual reviews are going out the window. Mm -hmm. At least Mm -hmm. that's my hope and my prayer, because (laughs) if you're only having, if you're only giving feedback to someone once a year, Mm -hmm. what good does it do? You're going to be talking to them about something that maybe they fell short on six months ago. And that's not fair to you or the employee to have to have that conversation so retrospectively. And so I think the first thing I would say is, yes, when you bring them on, when you're interviewing them, that could be a great interview question. Mm -hmm. You know, what ways do you look to grow yourself as a leader? Are are you going to be seeking out leadership opportunities here? How can we help you in that journey? Mm -hmm. I think would be a great interview question. And then I would say every probably three to six months getting a pulse and it can be done in different ways. Mm-hmm. Some of it can be a conversation. Maybe you sent out a company survey. Um, so kind mm-hmm. of those different touch points. That's a good point. Yeah. Getting feedback in mm-hmm. different ways because someone might answer differently in a survey than they would face to face too. So getting a variety of different answers and responses is mm-hmm. important so that you can keep your employees yeah. engaged the way they truly yeah. want to be.
0: Yeah. That makes sense. And I like the idea of interv- in the interview, it's like before they even start, mm-hmm. have an idea. That's yeah. great. That's well. Great. And
1: I know that the other challenge that some companies have is the dollar side mm-hmm. conferences and, um, giant work parties, they come at a cost. So I think just recognizing that not all, uh, investing in your employees doesn't always have to be monetary.
0: Mm-hmm. Sometimes it just means spending time with them. hmm that's a good point. Because I was gonna say, you, my my final thought on this topic is you can't please everyone. Mm-hmm. So then what? You know. Yep. And there's a
1: saying that my uh, an old boss of mine used to say. It was people will change or they will change, and it's it's not always <laughs> it's not always the best <laughs> quote, but I do think it has some merit. And yeah. what I mean by that is, if you bring someone in, and they truly aren't initially maybe a fit for the culture or they're not, their needs aren't being met in the way that they typically would like them to be either their perspective will change and they'll Mm -hmm. end up evolving and, and working out for your culture in an amazing way, Mm -hmm. or they will realize that they're not a fit in the first place and end up leaving. And sometimes if someone isn't a culture fit for your company, or if they're too demanding and they, again, maybe Mm -hmm. they're the person that when you throw a company party, they complain that they would rather have the bonus. Mm -hmm. Um, sometimes those naysayers, it is good for them to
0: change jobs Mm -hmm. and it's okay, Mm -hmm. um, for them to not always stay at your company. Mm -hmm. That's a really great point. And being okay as a leader, being okay with that
1: being the answer really. Yeah. But again, it all starts in that interview Mm -hmm. we talked about you know, what questions mm-hmm. are you asking what to questions make sure you you're bringing in the right people to begin yeah.
0: with? Great point. That's awesome. Yeah. I love it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, Kelsey, I, I kind of want to talk a little bit about talent optimization, and this might be a new term, I think for a lot of people because it is new, right? Mm-hmm. Talent, talent optimization. So yes. what, just talk about that. Tell me the definition and what that means in the world of work and how that's going to help redefine work.
1: Yes. right. Oh, I love it. Yes. (laughs) So Grace and I are both uh, certified through a company called the predictive index. They've been Mm -hmm. around for over 60 years. They're an assessment company. And in 2019, they coined the discipline talent optimization. Mm -hmm. And what talent optimization is, is it's a business practice. And our vision along with predictive index is that in the future, there will be a director of talent optimization at every single company. Mm -hmm. That's the dream. And now what talent optimization really is, is it's connecting the work to be done with the people doing the work. And so we kind of call it two sides of the same coin. And so what often happens is you have your goals on one end, there's the results you want to achieve on the other end. But what happens is there's this gap in the middle and people fail to hire the right person to achieve those goals. Mm-hmm. They fail to coach their employees in the direction that they're trying to go based on their goals. Mm-hmm. And they have a tough time with making sure it's the right person in the right seat. So sometimes you have the, you bring the right person in, but they might the seat that they're sitting in might not be the absolute perfect fit. And so understanding mm-hmm. how to... Design the best organizational structure. Hire better. Coach better. The the discipline of talent optimization is all about really taking your people to the next level mm-hmm. and going from having uh, doing a good job at managing your people to doing an excellent job mm-hmm. at, at mm-hmm. recruiting and
0: retaining your people. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like connecting the dots, yeah, Except between people puzzle, yeah, like between your people, your Leaders, your strategy, your, you know, all of these things. It's like, I, I like in my head right now, I'm seeing, um, like, you know, those games where you said to connect the dots. I was just thinking of that in my head, you know, that the one dot, the, the numbers, you connect yeah. the dots, you know?
1: It's fragmented. Yeah. It's people are in these uh, siloed positions mm-hmm. and oftentimes aren't asked where are your strengths? How can we help you flourish more? And oftentimes, I know many times in my career, I've gotten into one role and done a good job, but ended up shifting into another role based on my talents. Mm -hmm. And that's pretty common. And I think if companies are more flexible and willing to allow some of that
0: flexibility, they're going to actually optimize their results. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When you allow people to like, I don't know, kind of expand expand and maybe like yeah stretch but like form to something that they like their best self almost Mm -hmm. when you like you have to be okay with allowing that to happen because it's naturally going to happen but they're also they're probably either going to stretch out of that role and maybe aren't going to be good fit anymore or they're going to make that role something you never thought it could be because you're allowing them you know to be yeah maybe open that's
1: absolutely yeah again transparency i think that's going to be a very common theme mm-hmm. throughout our conversations is how do you have more transparent okay. communication? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I think the more transparent you can be about your your drives and what motivates you and where you're trying to go, um, even if you have a dream of writing a book someday, don't hide that from your company. Mm-hmm. I mean, your company should support you in your dreams. Mm-hmm. I think um, there's yeah. a company in town that has a dream manager mm-hmm. on their team. Someone so that just cool. goes around, yeah.
0: manages everyone's dreams. Uh-huh. I love that.
1: That'd
0: be the dream job. Yeah. I think we both would be. That would be so fun. I love to ask the question, like, what's the dream? Where do you want to go? Like, that's that's my favorite question to ask because then you get the true, like, you see someone's true um, Mm. self when, because it's like, when, when you have, when there's no restrictions on money, time, whatever, what do you want to do?
1: We should ask that on our, on this podcast. Yeah. We should make sure we remember. That's like our
0: last question. Yeah. Yeah. That's Okay. We'll see. We're making the podcast. See see we we go. Yep. Yep. It's good. (laughs) That's funny. Well, well, the kind of the last thing I want to talk about before we wrap up is obviously you're the founder of the Burnout Prevention Project and you talked about, you know, you, you saw a lot of people being dissatisfied in their roles and whatnot, but talk about burnout in as a leader and maybe just touch on the burnout aspect of things a little bit more and like whichever way you want to take this question. But burnout as a whole, where are you seeing that in, like in the current clients you're working with? Yeah,
1: so burnout is really, I call it a continuum Mm -hmm. because you're either moving towards it or away from it. And ultimately I know I do better when I'm under pressure. And I think a lot of leaders out there would agree. The more you have to do, the more you get done, but there is this threshold and we're still looking into what, what is that threshold? And I know Mm -hmm. Grace and I both experienced it. Even in our time of knowing each other, it's like, there we just went, we just crossed over the threshold, we yeah. can't take it anymore. And so burnout is the state of being mentally, emotionally, physically exhausted. And burnout is caused by prolonged stress. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think ultimately, in our day and age, as as life has gotten busier, we're all connected to technology, we're constantly having to be on, mm-hmm. as life gets busier, burnout is going to continue to be more of a challenge. And I think Leaders just need to be open to recognizing when their employees might be on that edge and making sure that maybe it's implementing no emails on the weekend. You're not allowed to send any emails on the weekend or small things like that. Or I want you to take a walk at lunch at least once a week and get out of the office and, and do some movement because mm-hmm. movement is the number one mm-hmm. way to prevent burnout. Mm-hmm. So did I answer? Yes, you answered. <laughs> did it. I answer that? Okay. No, and you
0: like talk a little bit about uh how right now, like I right now, burnout is at an all time high, probably. And like, obviously the circumstances of what life is right now is causing that. But I recently just heard this thing and it said, we are so connected right now. And there's so much going on. And we're constantly having to like, please others. And that's a big, um, I would say indicator, or like leader to burnout. And it's uh, the stat said, like, we're only like created to know or like have relationships with like 150 people. And if you think about how connected we are, and so we feel this feeling to be um, like connected with people all the time and always having conversations, always doing all this stuff and doing, 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 and like just stepping back. I think that's a great way to prevent burnout too, is like taking one step back and thinking, I don't have to be connected to all these people all the time. Mm -hmm. It's like, who's with me right now? And kind of a tangent but
1: well the more people you're connected to typically the more people you start to hear from Mm
0: -hmm. on a regular Mm, basis. that's a really good point yeah
1: and I was visiting with an incredible woman the other day and she made a comment about feeling guilty for not getting back to people in Mm -hmm. a timely manner and that's something that as you know I
0: can Mm -hmm. so relate
1: to. And you and I have both been sitting in a room where all of a sudden our phone's going off and we have five text messages from different people. And there's a guilt when you don't respond in time. And I think that guilt can actually be a a stressor Mm -hmm. that causes burnout. So we talk a lot about stressors and I think the stress of guilt of not responding in a timely manner, especially as leaders. I mean, we, I, I hear a lot of people say I take pride in getting back to people quickly. And I think I do too, but sometimes I'm with my husband or I'm doing something for myself Mm -hmm. and I can't feel guilty for not responding to something work-related. If my husband and I are celebrating our anniversary, or if I'm out taking, maybe doing a workout because a workout Mm -hmm. right now, getting some movement is going to be the best thing for myself Mm -hmm. at this
0: moment so I think guilt is just mm-hmm. a huge yeah and it really as a leader I think that is probably the most prevalent because it's like you feel like you need to be everything to everybody because mm-hmm. everyone's looking at you but yep. it's like it's okay to set those boundaries I think it's really important just to keep that in mind Is like it's okay yeah to say no it's okay to set boundaries because you'll go crazy (laughs) and then you'll be burnt out. Right. So how do you, I
1: think that's a good topic for us to explore in this podcast as well as how do leaders help their employees overcome feeling guilty for taking time off or Mm -hmm. feel guilty for, um, how do they build that culture that is not an advocate of guilt, Mm -hmm. right? An advocate of, of being that worry free. Mm -hmm um while still having an environment where people do respond on time most of the time you know yeah
0: there's such a push yeah. and pull and there's it's so gray you know there's like mm-hmm. different for everybody and that's why I think it's so difficult mm-hmm. to really truly like find the exact answer because it's different mm-hmm. for everybody but absolutely yeah. well Kelsey I think we should wrap things up yes. a little bit but I I kind of wanna. I want to ask you one final question, and we might. Cha- I might change this now. No, oh, so okay. Change this on okay, you. Yeah. So, as we just said, I want to know what's. I mean, maybe I'm gonna ask you two questions. First one, what does leadership mean to you in a, the shortest, like, couple sentences? What does leadership mean to you?
1: Leadership is. I've I've heard it once the perfect combination between strength and warmth. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is strong enough to, to do what's right, strong enough to be firm in your decisions, strong enough to give people difficult feedback, but yet warm enough to approach people with this feeling of I care Mm-hmm. Um, so I think leadership is again, being able to be strong in your convictions while still having a warm approach mm-hmm. and
0: being an approachable
1: mm-hmm. person. Mm-hmm. What about you?
0: What is leadership? Gosh, this is such a tough question. I mean, I love everything you just had to say. I, I always go back cause I heard this from Craig Grishel. He says leadership is well, he has like leading with your heart, not your head. But leadership is getting things done through other people. Mm. But I think like combining all those just in my personal experience, leadership is being authentic and caring, but also having that being the driving force Mm -hmm. and being the one that wants to get things done. But remembering to bring everyone along with you. And I think that just, yeah, just gets me excited talking about it. (laughs) this stuff is too fun, so fun. we could talk
1: for 12 yeah.
0: to 15 hours yes on literally this. seriously well okay and since we talked about in this podcast the last question before we wrap up is what's your dream
1: mm-hmm. if you had
0: no money no money wasn't an issue time wasn't an issue and nothing was an issue what would you do oh see
1: i feel It changes often. I love speaking. I love motivational speaking, being on the stage. But really, I keep going back to lately my music.
0: Mm -hmm. I know you've been talking about that.
1: My music keeps coming back. So I'm a musician and I love performing. And I think being able to have the perfect balance between family. Mm -hmm. So I love my husband. Eventually, hopefully we'll have a family, but yet still having a career that I love where I feel this freedom of being able to not have to work a hundred hours a week or, you know, mm-hmm. not have to work all these hours. So I think the dream for me is to earn a steady income doing something I love while also pursuing my hobbies mm-hmm. in a bigger light as well.
0: Yeah. I love that. What about you? Gosh, What's your that's dream? What's your dream? Um, <laughs> I have so many dreams and that's kind of like, beer and bread. I know. Well, I was going to say that. So I say, <laughs> My dream is kind of the same. I just want to I do love like this kind of thing. If I could if my job was making connections with people and just being able to go talk to people all day long and learn about what people are passionate about, that just gets me so excited. But if I also could just bake bread and brew beer <laughs> every <laughs> yes. day of my life, that would be the best thing ever. So if anyone knows, anyone ever connect this girl. Connect me with someone Connect's who she <laughs> loves to bake bread and yes, brew beer. She- so, well, awesome. Well, it was so fun and to have you here and Kelsey and I will both be leading some podcasts on this, but it was just fun to hear, um, you know, talk to her a little bit about why, why we're doing what we're doing and yeah. I'm just well, really thankful. And Grace, this, this
1: wouldn't be happening without you. Oh gosh. So Grace yes. has initiated this idea and we are so excited about the future of this podcast and being able to reach more people talking about this very important topic of mm-hmm. better work, better world.
0: Mm-hmm. And how we can redefine what work is. Mm-hmm. So, and thank you all for listening. And we're so excited. So tune into our next episode, we'll see what's coming we <laughs>